Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We have discussed uh, in these episodes what Mr. Hubbard describes as, quote, the conditions, end quote, or the operating states of existence. And we've covered several of them in detail in earlier episodes, but we have not talked about all of them. And the one I'm about to cover, while no more important than any of the other conditions, is nonetheless one that preoccupies, whether they realize it or not, the attention of many entrepreneurs and others. I can't say any condition is more important or vital than any other in the table of conditions. The most important one is unquestionably the one you are in. Because if you don't recognize it and do the step-by-step formula to get out of it, you're going to drop into a lower condition, whether you like it or not. While all of them need to be known well, and their formulas known by heart, you'll find the one I'm about to cover very handy. But before I get into it, let's have a quick review. A condition, quote-unquote condition, per Mr. Hubbard, is defined as, quote, an operating state, an organization or its parts or an individual passes through various states of existence. These, if not handled properly, bring about shrinkage and misery and worry and death. If handled properly, they bring about stability, expansion, influence, and well-being. These are ranged from highest to lowest. So this is the table of conditions from Mr. Hubbard. Quote, these arranged from highest to lowest are power, talked a lot about power, power change, affluence, we have talked about affluence a couple of times, normal operation, I did at least one episode on normal operation, emergency, danger, non-existence, liability, doubt, enemy, treason, and confusion. The formulas for these are the monitoring formulas for livingness, end quote. So the above I just read you is from a book by Mr. Hubbard introducing the subject of ethics and its relationship to survival, which he published in 1968. To say that this book is a vital read would be an understatement. So if you want more information on this book and how to get your hands on it, you can write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Info, write us if you uh, want more details on how to obtain this book. It's info at wiseeastus.org. So everything in this universe is in a state, obviously, whether we're talking about mountains or trees or the creatures of the forest or field. They are either growing or contracting. They are either surviving better and better or decaying to their ultimate demise. And these states are operating states. In other words, they're moving along in a certain direction. And if you want to change the direction upward into higher or what Mr. Hubbard calls more, uh, quote, survival, end quote, states, you need to do certain precise things or steps to get there. For example, a chicken pecking along on their feed in the barnyard that has been spread about by the farmer might be quite happy 
And all is, you could say, in, quote, normal operation, end quote. That's one of the conditions of existence for that bird. And it would be unwise, probably, for it to now fly off and escape the barnyard in some fashion. Uh, you know, go out and take its chances in the, you know, in the wild world outside the barnyard, right? It's quite safe. It's doing fine. It's eating. It's laying eggs. It's doing all that stuff, right? Why change anything if all is going well? But then let's say a fox is lurking around the perimeter of that barnyard. As night approaches, say, well, that condition is changing for that chicken, whether it realizes it or not. And uh, it might just want to do something different than, quote, normal operation right now, if it hopes to survive. You get the idea? So these conditions and their formulas apply to chickens, and they also apply to you and to your group, your enterprise even your community or your entire culture, whether you are aware of the fox or not. Now, each of these conditions has a step-by-step, Mr. Hubbard defines these as formulas to go from one condition to the next condition higher. And let's see, according to Joe Oxford over here, a formula is, quote, a method, statement, or procedure for achieving something, especially reconciling different aims or positions. And then they give an example of forlorn hope of finding a peace formula, end quote. So I don't know if you have that definition or not, but it's definitely the one that applies. You need to know it. It is a procedure, a method of achieving something. You follow a certain formula step by step. So Mr. Hubbard researched and discovered the exact formulas in this universe to go from one condition up to the next highest one. And this is one of the more magical aspects of the Hubbard management system and why you should each become, each one of you should become very, very expert at recognizing which condition you are in and what the formula is for each condition so you can go upwards in terms of survival. I, I mentioned earlier, you know, learn them by heart. You need to know them cold, each step of each formula. All right, and how to recognize it. Now, there is a peculiar condition, which is on the table, that table of conditions, which uh, I went over with you earlier, going from all the way from the condition of power at the very top to the condition of confusion at the very bottom. Um, There is a peculiar condition, which is, uh, we just covered, uh, we just mentioned it above, and that's called non-existence. Now, I say peculiar because it is the one operating state that sits on the borderline between what we call the lower conditions versus the higher conditions. Okay, below non-existence, one's survival potential in the environment and one's liability and destructiveness towards the other aspects of your life, like your health, for example, your family, your group, etc., starts to drop drastically and dramatically. Now, we've touched on some of these lower conditions in earlier episodes, so you can look them up if you like. I think we discussed uh, the conditions of treason and doubt, at least. We have a few more we need to cover, which I haven't gotten to yet, but um, look those up. And again, you know, 
read the book uh, on the subject of ethics and survival by Mr. Hubbard and master these all these formulas. But let's talk about non-existence. And non-existence, or non-e, as we sometimes call it, you aren't a plus or a minus to the situation. You just don't quite exist yet. Let's just say, for instance, you are looking for a significant other. And you see someone who you want to get to know better. You know, maybe they're a prospective um, mate, you know. So, but you would be in non-existence there now, wouldn't you? That person doesn't even know you exist yet. So you're in non-existence, but you have this notion that you want to come up the conditions or operating states with regards to that person. Now, on the other hand, you can drop from a higher condition down into non-existence, and that's quite a different story. Say a man is a husband um, and a provider and a decent, loving, and helpful dad, and then he gets so wrapped up in his business, for instance, or career, and puts so little attention on his family that he ceases to exist as a member of that family unit. That guy is... He's been dropping down the conditions to the point where he's kind of in non-existence now. You know, he has no real, uh, you could say, production in the air, in that particular area of his or, or her life. It could be, of course, a woman. Now, that person is right on the tipping point of becoming a liability to that family, which is the next condition down. So non-existence is like, you're right on the edge, Right. Now, Mr. Hubbard introduces the non-existent formula uh, by stating, quote, Every new appointee to a post begins in non-existence, whether obtained by new appointment, promotion, or demotion, end quote. So here is one of the most obvious and pragmatic ways that you could define a non-existence condition. The person just got hired. Now they are the whatever they are. Let's say they're the new... Um, quality control executive. Now, uh, this organization is expanding. It's been kind of coming along. And um, the founder of the organization has been studying up on Hubbard management. He goes, whoa, man, we need someone in charge of quality uh, control qualifications. So I'm going to hire this person. Here's this person actually quite trained maybe in, in Hubbard management and so forth. And this is the perfect person to plug into the organization. And they they plug into the organization, okay, but I don't care who they are. I don't care how trained they are. I don't care their background. As far as that group is concerned, that person is in non-existence. And who's that new guy? And what's he there to do? Is he here to take my job? Is he going to steal my job? Is he a non-entity? Do I even care who he is? Like that person is in non-existence. Now, somebody comes along and says, well, you know, that's a person in charge of quality control. Oh, well, he's definitely after my job. He's probably going to get me fired. See, so you, there is no, there's no existence there. That person is in non-existence. So if that person, uh, and this is one of the liabilities of being a new hire, if you don't know that you're in non-existence, let's say this guy came from an earlier position in an earlier place and got sort of recruited away from there and it was given a raise and he's now got this fatter salary and he's now a big shot and he's now there. Yeah, man, he's a big shot. Where? In his own mind. Okay. As far as a group's concerned, he ain't no big shot. He's, he's, he's nothing. 
right? So now this person comes along and says, he starts saying, okay, good. I need to see you tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start uh, checking you over for misunderstood words. Misunderstood what? Like, what are you going to check me over? Who, who do you think you are? Like this person comes in thinking they're in power, but they're not. They're in non-existence. And you know what? Uh, I give them three weeks. If that person doesn't figure it out, uh, the group's going to mutiny. The guy's going to get himself fired or he's going to be so miserable or he's going to end up with some useless position and um, sort of hope nobody notices that kind of a situation. He will not go up the conditions. He will go down the conditions. He will actually become a liability to the organization at that point. That's that's So it's a pretty touchy formula. It's a pretty touchy condition. You better know when you're in it. And it's, it's easy to think that you're not. Now, uh, a brand new business is obviously in non-existence. Like, okay, we're going to start this new business. We're going to start a hardware store downtown. Uh, we did our surveys. We looked around. Not very many hardware stores around there. There is one old timer down there that, you know, I don't think anybody pays any attention to and uh, so on and so on. And uh, so we're going to open up this brand new modern uh, hardware store, you know, a block down from this guy because, you know, he's old as the hills and, he, you know, looks like he's about to fall over dead, you know, any minute. So perfect opportunity for us to start our brand new fancy pants hardware store. Okay, so we start that uh, down the block and um, we just get creamed. I mean, we get nowhere, you know, like uh, nobody comes to see us and, uh, you know, you drag in a few people. Next thing you know, you know, you got sales and fire sales and the sales on this and sales on. Meanwhile, you know, kind of look over and down the street, you know, old Joe Smith over there with Smith's hardware seems to be, uh, you know, plodding along. Yeah. Let me tell you something, okay? You did not do the non-existence formula. And if you have a brand new product that nobody's ever heard of, a brand new service, something avant-garde, you're in non-existence. You, to you, it's the greatest thing you ever, anybody's ever heard of. You know, you just have to tell people about it and they're all going to line up to buy the better mousetrap. Uh, no, no, not necessarily. Not if you're not recognizing the fact that you are in uh, a condition of non-existence and then do the step-by-step -step formula for it, which is actually a pretty simple formula, but nonetheless has to be done. Okay, so Starbuck goes and he gives you the formula here. It says non-existence formula. Um, the non-existence formula is one, find a calm line. Calm is short for communication. Find a calm line. Now, this is a super important step that is chronically misapplied, okay? Because I guess because uh, maybe people don't define the difference between find and create or make a calm line, okay? I, I want to go back just to illustrate this very simply. We'll go back to how this would apply in a relationship. Remember, we, you know, we saw this stunning, you know, attractive woman. And uh, I kind of go, wow, you know, that could be a prospect for me. So, but I am in non-existence with that person. So I am going to find, I'm going to do the non-existence formula. I'm going to find a calm line. Okay. So uh, what does a guy do? If you 
didn't know the non-existence formula, you might do this. Well, you might do nothing. You might just be petrified and just walk away and never really had the opportunity. Or you might walk up and say, hey, what's a, you know, a nice looking woman like you doing in a place like this? You know, some corny come online and the person just looks at you and goes, beat it, you know, get lost. Like that is, that's not finding a calm line. Do you understand that? It's trying to create a calm line. Finding a calm line would be, hey, uh, you know, the guy next to you at the party, maybe a friend of yours or an acquaintance, who's that person over there? Oh, that's, um, that's uh, Sally, uh, that's Sally, Sally Forth. Um, Sally Forth. And uh, what can you tell me about her? Oh, well, you know, she's uh, so-and-so. She just she works over at the department of such-and-such and, you know, actually kind of in a related business to what you're doing. And, uh, you know, she has um, – she's, she, she's single. Uh, right now she just recently uh, broke up with her boyfriend or something like that. So, you, you know, or I don't really know much about Sally Forth, but you know who does? Um, my um, – my ex-girlfriend actually is, a, I think, a friend of hers, an acquaintance or something like that. Oh, could you introduce me to the ex-girlfriend? All right, so now you're meeting the ex-girlfriend. You go, you know, what can you tell me about Sally? Like, what are you doing? You're trying to find a communication line, right? And turns out that uh, this is this woman's best friend. So you say, would you introduce me to her? Oh, yeah, sure. So bring her over. Hi, this is, you know, George, whatever your name is, and this is... Sally forth and, you know, uh, he wanted to meet you, etc. You just did step one. You, you find a calm line. Now, a person starts their hardware store, and the first thing they're going to do is they're going to send out flyers everywhere, which is not the worst thing in the world to do. You, you can do worse than to just promote. But realize that's not finding a communication line. Do you follow? Uh, because it's just creating a communication line. So if you're starting a business or you're starting an enterprise – uh, you want to find a communication line. So, uh, for instance, let's say you're starting a gym, you know, and okay, good. Now, who are the public? This is where this concept of public is very important. Like, who is the public for your service or product? We cleared up the word public earlier. It's a type of audience, right? It's a category or grouping of audience. It could be young people. In this case, it would be people who want to get in shape or stay in shape or athletic people. These are the kinds of public you might have for a gym. So, all right, I want to find a calm line. Like who might have a calm line to all these folks? Well, let's start by talking to all the health food stores in town. You know, I wouldn't necessarily go to the neighboring gym. You know, they may, may or may not offer you any calm lines because they're your competition. But you might go to beauty salons where people care about how they look. You might go to local chiropractors, um, uh, healthcare professionals that are, you know, natural healthcare professionals. I mean, you know, think about it. Like how many calm lines out are out there to be found, not created, found. You gotta, you gotta find these lines. Now back to our hardware store, you know, uh, th this poor devil is starting this hardware store. Didn't recognize the fact that, Old Joe Smith's hardware down the street is actually probably in power. Like that guy has been in the community for so long. He's so well known. He's so trusted uh, that nobody would even consider for a second going to 
this other hard, you know, this brand new fancy pants hardware store, unless they just knew from out of town or something like that. But everybody trusts old Joe. So uh, here you are uh, assuming, you know, this whole business of finding a calm line probably should have started before you even put your business there. Before you even decide this is where you're going to put your hardware store. Little did you know you were putting your hardware store right next to probably, you know, the most established uh, enterprise in the whole darn neighborhood. You know, you're never going to be able to compete with that guy. Or maybe you can. Maybe it's an expanding neighborhood. So now you got to find, you know, communication lines. I got my hardware store. I need to know, look, all these guys have been going to old Joe for a long, long time. Um, You might want to find a calm line with old Joe, by the way, just to find out, you know, does he plan to retire soon? Maybe you want to do something with that. But that's that's finding a calm line again. But the other thing is you might want to know all the people moving into town. Let's say it's, an, it's it, you know, okay, I, I'm not going to be able to compete and take public, you know, business away from old Joe maybe, but I could maybe find some more calm lines. There's new people moving into the area. Um, there's, uh, we can find out who's not using old Joe, you know, maybe talk to some of the local contractors, some of the do-it-yourselfers. Maybe we can get a subscription for all the do-it-yourself magazines in the area or something like that. What are we doing? We're trying to find calm lines. That's step one. And, and it's a big one. Okay. That's why we dwelled on it a little bit. I'm running out of time, so I better speed up. But fortunately, short formula. So you get the idea. Finding a communication line is different from creating a communication line, and it has everything to do with your success. All right. Number two, make yourself known. Back to our brand new call director in this company. Hi, you know, you find a communication line, you, you know, like who are the, who's the executives in the organization? Who are the tried and true long-term employees that have been around forever that everybody trusts, that everybody's opinion they seek, you know? Uh, yeah, the receptionist doesn't, you know, you, you, you look over the receptionist because she's just the receptionist, except she's been there for 25 years, you know, and everybody kind of goes to her like she's mom, you know. You don't know that unless you find those communication lines. And you say, well, you know, I understand you're like mom around here. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I probably could learn a ton from you. I, I'm the new qualifications director. You probably don't know what that is, but, you know, I'm responsible for making sure everybody really knows their job and is having a great deal of success with their jobs and so on and so on. And and mom goes, you know, great. You know, uh, I'm, I'm mom. I'm just a receptionist, but you know different, right? Making yourself known. Step three, discover what is needed or wanted. So people can do pretty well on step two usually, but they sometimes are terrible at step three because now you say, well, you know, what, what do you need and want? Like if I'm here to help people do their jobs better, what kind of areas do you think people would like to see? Uh, having more skill at, you know, well, sales is always a big problem in this organization. I know that for a fact. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Do you know what kind of sales training they're doing already? And, you know, this is all part of non-existence. Well, what kind of sales training are you guys already doing? Let's look this over. That's kind of finding a comm line. It's already a comm line there. There's some sort of sales training going on. You don't want to just ignore it. It's a comm line. So you want to get on it and you want to make yourself known on it. Like, hi, I understand you're doing the sales training around here. I'm the new qualifications director. Uh, Let's uh, have lunch, you know, and discover what is needed or wanted. And then step four, do produce and or present it. That's a pretty easy target to do if you do step three. The tricky ones generally are step one and step three. These are the ones where people uh, generally mess up. Making themselves known is, of course, important, and all the steps are, but... 
you know, telling people who you are and what you're doing isn't so difficult. And if you're a willing person and you like to work, do produce and or present whatever's needed and wanted, isn't that hard either. Once you know what it is, the trick is to find out what it is that people need or want. You, you go around in that neighborhood with a hardware store. Yeah, no, we want, you know, we want trusted people. We like older people, actually, because uh, they generally are uh, not so aggressive. You know, we don't like aggressive salespeople. Uh, we like helpful, knowledgeable people that know all about how to unplug the sink and how to throw up a, you know, a drywall and they'll fix a leaky roof. That's kind of what we need and want is, um, oh, all right, well, we better staff up this new hardware store with some knowledgeable folks. Let's look for some old timers that people can sort of get along with, you know, and this is all part of finding out what's needed and or wanted. And then, uh, and getting active to do, produce, and present. Now, uh, before I wrap this up, I am just going to tell you, this is the formula. We just basically wrapped it up. But I want to give you one little heads up. The next condition above non-existence is danger. Do not confuse the fact that, you know, oh, good, this hardware store is starting to roll. Now people are coming in, but oh, my God, the bill collector's on the doorstep and somebody's threatening to bust in the window because you're threatening old Joe or, you know, all kinds of nonsense can happen, will happen as you come from non-existence up to danger. You know, you're getting to know this girl, you know, that potential significant other. And of course, you're saying all the wrong things at the wrong time. Well, this is a little bit awkward. And she's ready to give you the boot, no time flat, because you didn't do your step three properly, perhaps. You're going to go through a little danger period there where it's a bit touch and go. Uh, this goes for every aspect of your life. You, you could do non-existence with your kids. You know, find a communication line to your kids, you know. Quit lecturing them about, you know, being a doctor. That's not finding a communication line. What are this, What's interesting for them? What, what, what do they get into? You know, oh, you know. Modern music. I mean, I'm lost at sea when it comes to modern music, but here's a bunch of music he likes to listen to. Let's find out about that. And maybe we can um, make ourselves known. Say, hey, you know, I'm not crazy about it, but I'm, I'm glad you're into it. And, uh, you know, so how can we get along better? You know, how can me be a better dad to you? Blah, blah, blah. What's needed and want? You know, this is not rocket science. It's a humble formula. It's a great formula. It's a, I find it a very fun formula. You do it almost every day when you're talking to people you don't know or you're trying to get acquainted with people or trying to create new communication lines. It's all little mini non-existence formulas, isn't it? So, you know, whether you're a salesperson or a public relations person, it's always about, you know, getting to know people and making yourself known, finding calm lines. Anyway. It's a fun formula if you recognize it and you do the steps. All right, that's about it. Uh, that's the end of today's episode. Darren, long episode, but I had a feeling I almost was going to break it into two episodes. But there you have it, uh, the non-existence formula. And uh, hope you dig it. And if you do, give us a thumbs up or a like and give us a comment. Write us at info at And we will be talking next week. Thanks for listening.